when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> and so, we should pick a, we should do a look inside some Victorian romance. I'm pretty sure you just said lick inside. <laughs> look inside. Lick, lick inside this book club. <laughs> We've gone there. Um, so, uh, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. So um, I think since last time we recorded, I went to uh, Vancouver for the weekend. Yes, you did. And I, I, I'm sure you have this with places like I'm convinced that Canada is the best country in the world because every time I go there, I'm on vacation. <laughs> and it's like, vacation head, right? Right. Um, but isn't Japan the best country in the world for you? Uh, I mean, Tokyo is the best city. I mean, Japan yeah. as a country has some issues, but Canada, <laughs> you know, they've got they've got gay marriage, they've got universal health care, they've got uh, a smoking hot prime minister, they've got a smoking prime minister. Like, yeah, you just mm-hmm. want to like. How many countries have a prime minister where you want to sit on his lap? I want to look inside that. You want to, yeah, I want to look, in, look inside <laughs> his book club. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I had, a, I had a good time in Canada, but I, um, I realized this is sort of like, like the bottom of the barrel comedy-wise. But uh, I came back and I saw this very important news story about Canada that I wanted to share. Okay. Which, which we'll link to. I'll, uh, I'll, send you, I'll send you the link. Use of high-tech brooms divides low-tech sport of curling. <laughs> so are you, are you familiar with curling? Yes. Okay, a couple, a couple of years ago, this is, this is where I learned everything I know about curling. A couple of years ago, I was on a, an Air Canada flight, and uh, there was a special Canadian content section on the in-flight entertainment console. And I watched this this movie called Men with Brooms, which is a sports movie about curling. Oh my god! About how like you know these washed up uh, curling champs like have to get it back together like as as uh, mature adults mm-hmm. uh, and learn to work together and and uh, and <laughs> somehow maneuver their their aged bodies back onto the ice to win the big championship <laughs> against some curling villains or something. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so apparently now they're like. Uh, super high tech brooms that that let you have an unfair advantage in curling. It's I'm thinking like, Quidditch all of a sudden. Yes, that's that's what it's like. I, I'm probably probably that's where she got the idea for Quidditch was watching curling and thinking how could we make this interesting. <laughs> so I, I just had a thought. Do we all sort of a tangent? But do we all learn? No, no, biz- don't go on a tangent. Let's keep it on this very exciting topic. <laughs> do we all learn about the quirks of other cultures while we're flying to that country? Because remember, oh, we were probably. learning all about Izakaya, yeah, like flying to Jap- to Tokyo. Um, what would America's cultural like quirk be that people flying from you know Jamaica would all of a sudden be like, oh wow, I never knew that Americans hate immigrants. I think. Oh, every- sorry, did yeah, I say I think, that? I think everyone knows that. That's, that's the thing. I think you know part of part of being American is that like everybody knows your shtick. You think like yeah. they, they may they may have some some uh, mistaken impressions of what your shtick is, but no one no one's gonna be like, well, I you know, I'm so surprised. I, I never heard that Americans like hamburgers, right? You know, what a crazy country. <laughs> That's so true. That's what our job is is exporting our culture, right? The, the only person who's surprised by things in America is Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> you just love saying his I name. Love that. <laughs> Jokes about Yakov Smirnov are my favorite thing because you don't even have to get to the punchline. You just say his name, and it's freaking hilarious yeah but i don't think i mean like if you fly american airlines to america i don't think there's like special content like you know find out more about america since you're on the way here like there is for so. canada and, and japan i don't know maybe there is maybe, i mean i want maybe it's all, only in foreign languages so we don't know i'm gonna like get a fake passport fly into cuba <laughs> cuba uh-huh. and then try to get back into the I united am states not going to bail you out 
Just so I can experience what it's like to be a foreigner entering the United States with a fake passport. Just, oh, great. Just so you can experience like the deepest cavity search in the history of the world. <laughs> that sounds really enjoyable. Uh-huh. Um, well, there, there, there are probably cheaper ways to accomplish that. Th- definitely. I don't really have any stories for you today, but I did find it very interesting how... Um, uh, I mean, people always have these like small world Facebook stories and how sure. how it's brought your world together. I was just thinking about it more and more today. You know, if you think about it, that song, It's a Small World After All, could really be applied to our time. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, uh, at first, what? When did you get on Facebook? I don't know. Facebook seems to want to tell me all the time, like, here's what you were doing six years ago. Weren't you cute? Uh-huh. Um, Do you think it was like six or seven years ago you got on? Yeah, maybe. Um, I think it was about nine years ago for me. Uh, I was somewhat of an... Uh, early mid, adopter? Not really early, like a, a, a mid-adopter, I think. Right. You might have been a little bit on the mid to late. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I remember at first that feeling of like, oh my God, it's so strange how this person's te- you know, in the same room as this person, uh, cyber-wise. It's just really, right, really right. freaky. And then the other day, we were talking about, um, I miss the 90s in music, and so I posted on Facebook, you know... Uh, hey, educate me about the 90s. And all of a sudden, you're talking to the catcher of my high school softball team. Were you the pitcher? I was the pitcher. Really? Yeah. So we had a special relationship. And you were kind of getting in between that. Oh. And so then I introduced (laughs) you to her. And you like took it to a private message. And I was involved because I did the introduction. Right. And I'm listening to the conversation because you're talking about music and the LA music scene in the 90s. And next thing I know, Amy Ruggiero has dropped you from the conversation. No, it's dropped you from the yes. conversation. No, I'm sorry. That's what it says on my... Oh, 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 I <laughs> sorry. see. I see. I got it. Amy, it says Amy Ruggiero dropped you. Yeah. You meaning me. Yes. And I was like, what? The, my, my, I had a kind of a little bit of a crush on her. Sure. My like catcher that I had a crush on in high school is have, now having a private conversation with like the guy I spend more time with than any other guy, I think. That's you. And <laughs> I was like, this is I'm so... I'm trying to follow along. This is a complicated story. It, no, it's not. <laughs> and then it's just like... that. That is weird. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to go to a cocktail party and I'm going to bump into like Mrs. Jarvis, my nursery room school teacher, and then you're going to be there and you're going to be like, what's up, Mrs. Jarvis? Well, wait, was she really Mrs. Jarvis? Because uh-huh. like we were talking about all kinds of pulp songs, which are sung by a guy named Jarvis. Oh, weird. Um, have you heard uh, Amy's and my new podcast? God, No. <laughs> Now I'm getting jealous. <laughs> um, what did you and Mrs. Jarvis talk about? Wait. wait. Oh, um, she, you used to, this This was your kindergarten teacher? Yeah, uh, kindergarten, nursery school. What's the yeah. difference? She said, Kindergarten's she, after nursery school. She said one time you had an accident. Uh-huh. Um, Just once? She was being kind. <laughs> right. She said you were an accident. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, you had to actually, I was. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, no, I, I like that. I like, I like, like, uh, you know, stealing people's friends. Yeah. Anyway, it used, to, like, be, it used to be like a, dr- you know, you'd have dreams, and I still do, I guess, but you have dreams that... that <laughs> That's good that you still, you still have dreams. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, you have dreams where people who are, who have, have no business to be in the same room together yes, are... are inter- yeah. <laughs> I was going to go that far, but um, they're looking inside each other's book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and... Now, you couldn't really have that dream legitimately because you'd just be like, oh, it's Facebook. It's yeah. a Facebook dream. It's true. It's weird. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like because because I've been happily married for almost 20 years now, 
Um, like I can't, I can't go around like stealing people's spouses or, or significant others. Um, like the way you used to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never, I never did that because, because I'm not a terrible person, but like, it's fun to think about what you would do if you were a terrible person. And that would definitely Wait, be something. Where but, is this coming from? Oh, oh, but, but I can steal stealing. people's friends oh, and it's totally legitimate. I see where you're going. You're not, you're a terrible person. <laughs> I'm working on it. Like I, I, you know, uh, Oprah tells me to be my best self. And my best self is not a nice guy. (laughs) Uh, On that lovely note, we're going to take it to a break. We'll be right back with our book, Undercover by Danielle Steele. And our guest, Oprah. (laughs) Those are gross. Anyway, I was walking, holding my big black black sushi roll. And um, I took a bite of it, and it was so good. But as I took a bite, my teeth squeaked together have you ever had that happen oh for sure it is the worst sound yes and face feeling uh-huh oh yeah it's like your whole face is like started vibrating in like the wrong way but and it's won't like stop and i can't like you, all i have to tell myself is stop thinking about it because if you keep thinking about it's it like it's traumatic fingernails on a blackboard the, in your in mouth your face yes it's horrible did I freak everyone out? Like, if you're listening to this, are you feeling that feeling? I, I think, like, 99% of people are freaked out and 1% are super turned on. <laughs> They're going to say, don't. I've never experienced it, but that was way funnier. <laughs> Good job. Okay. You got to clap for that. We've got a book. It's a very boring book. Anyway, I'm pushing on my tooth because I'm still a little tra- Trying to, like, find the button that makes it stop. It's still... Anyway, go ahead. So, I... <laughs> I picked this book because it was like a new book by Danielle Steele, and I've never read a book by Danielle Steele. And I, I ran this and by you my still wife. Haven't. Yeah, and I still haven't. Um, and she's like, oh, those Danielle Steele books can be kind of slow to get started. And I'm like, I'll say. Because this book, okay, the book is called Undercover. Uh, let, let me summarize. So th- this is going to be a very short summary because nothing fucking happens in this excerpt nope, whatsoever. Nor any fucking, uh, although there is a baby. Okay, so um, uh, Pablo uh, Echeverria is a uh, <laughs> drug lord in Colombia. Uh, you, can, you can tell because he has a Spanish name. Uh, his girlfriend Paloma is pregnant, and Paloma's brother Raul, who is known as El Lobo, is the, is the drug kingpin. Right? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and uh, Paloma and Raul's dad was assassinated by rebels a while back, so uh, Raul went into the drug business. Uh, and then for pages and pages and pages, there is uh, like endless details about the mechanics of the drug business, like who's going where to deliver what kind of drugs to Wait, whom. Time out. The, time yeah. out. But it's it's the same thing repeated over ninety times and over again. It was. Like, there was no new information for 90 pages. So, and, which, and by which I that, mean eight pages. Right. I mean, it felt like 90 pages. Yeah. So, it's like we're going to put, we're going to hide these drugs in a tractor and send them to North Africa. And we're going to send these drugs to Europe. And we're going to drive into the jungle and, like, uh, find this uh, hidden Jeep and drive that to the airstrip and then get on the plane rinse, and go to the other city. Rinse and repeat. Yes. Um, interspersed with this a little bit is like, some like lines about how nice it is to live in the jungle, which makes me feel that Danielle Steele has never ever, ever been lived, to the jungle. No. Nope. Um, Nor has she ever been bitten by a mosquito. Okay, so so Pablo and Raul meet up for coffee in the morning, and they send some of their henchmen out with the drugs, and then they get in the secret jeep, and Pablo flies to Cartagena and sends the cocaine to North Africa or something, and um, that's pretty much it. That was that's it. That's really it. That really truly it. Unless there's like a part. Uh, where like someone like walks on their walks in on their roommate like getting reamed 
like in that previous book. Um, that would that, that any line from the book uh, wrong dropped into this book would have made this book a hundred thousand times more exciting. So, do you feel like that that because um, the the wolf uh, what El was Lobo. El Lobo because his name is Raúl or Lobo that it satisfied our four letter name male lead? Absolutely, yes. Okay, I was uh, just wondering. Yeah, his his name is Raul and Lobo. And Lobo, so it's like the double. Um, um how did you feel about um the mis- the, the hard to pronounce Echeverria? Are mm-hmm. you sure that you had that right? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. It's got the accent you, on the on the I. Do you speak Spanish? A little. Yeah. How would you say uh Bogota? <laughs> Was it Bogota <laughs> yeah. or Bogota? Yeah, yeah, they're based in Bogota. <laughs> Bogota sounds like sounds like it's in like Illinois, right? Did I ever tell you the funny story about, um, or actually more annoying story? When I was in college, one of uh, our housemates was taking Spanish, and she she really felt like she was now a native yes. speaker. Have I told you the story? No, but did, does it involve you like going to a Mexican restaurant? No, it got embarrassing. She decided to make dinner in the house. It was like a... No, I haven't heard this story. She had to make dinner in the I'm house. I'm very, very excited because it's not the story undercover by Danielle Steele. <laughs> she decided to make dinner and we got there and she had uh, bought all the ingredients and they, they seemed to be Mexican or, or uh, uh, Spanish ingredients laid out. Um, you know, there was beans, well, probably not Mexican, uh, not a Spanish, Central American or Mexican. And there were beans and there was cilantro and there was cheeses and tortillas. And I was like, oh, great. This is going to be a great dinner. And so I said, uh, I said, oh, this is wonderful. What are you going to be making? And she's like, well, you know, I was, I was at the, um, I was at the Safeway and I saw the cilantro. And then I also went down the aisle and I saw the Goya beans. And like, and she just Absolutely. was the most insufferable asshole who's taking a language like taking spanish 101 and feels the need do you know anyone like this (laughs) and it's like (laughs) this is like and then and then we were just joking and uh about like my friend and i we were took a walk and then we were like the safeway so we started saying safeway and then we went back in the the house we continued to eat dinner we didn't like this woman all that much even though we were eating her dinner and she said um I asked something like, I said, oh, these tacos are really great. Is this your own recipe? And she said, see, sí. I mean, yes, I get so confused. Oh, of course. Oh, man. That, there's a special circle of hell, right? <laughs> it's like, I, I think of that as like uh, 1980s newscaster syndrome, um, like when there was a lot of stuff going on in Nicaragua. Right, right. Um, I mean, I understand on the one hand the desire to say it correctly. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, to not sound like a complete douche. Uh, right, well, there's, there's like... Because the because the point is like I can say this and you can't right right that's that's how it comes off yeah right like um, I mean the entire like culture around you is saying cilantro and let's bring us back around to the book because that's what's going on in the book it's Danielle Steele saying like I know all about the jungle and how the drug business works and I'm going to show off what I know so so here this is a, an actual sentence from the book. Um, they had dealings in Panama, Ecuador, Aruba, Venezuela, Bolivia, and Mexico, and exported literally tons of cocaine to Mexico, Canada, Africa, Europe, and the United States. Do you get the sense that, like, we're watching a PowerPoint by these guys? Why, do you, why is it necessary to repeat all those places again? I don't know. It was know. so ridiculous. It was, <laughs> I really felt exhausted by the time I was done reading these 10 pages. How does she sell all these books? It must get much better. I guess. There must be a lot of jungle fuckery that's going on. But the point of the sample, like, maybe she hasn't, like, 
brought her literature into modern times and, and like, you know, you got to grab them early. You have to grab them like within the sample. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So I, I have an important question for you. It's kind of a personal question based on this book. Like, yeah. you tell me if this is going over the line. Uh, it says in the book that Pablo is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do this joke with a straight face. <laughs> that, pa- that Pablo is okay, Raul. Grandpa spit it out. <laughs> that Pablo is Raul's most trusted leg man. <laughs> Would you say is your most trusted leg man? Did it really say I'm so that? I'm sorry. How did I miss that? <laughs> that was my favorite thing in the book. <laughs> I completely missed it. Leg man. Yeah, most trusted leg man. They mean wingman, right? Well, but wingman... What's a legman? I think, like, he, you know, he legs it down to Cartagena to deliver the I've never the heard legman before. That like, I've only heard that in the terms of, like, I'm an ass man right. or I'm a tits man. You're right. I haven't either. I've never heard legman. <laughs> Maybe it's legman. Like... <laughs> like, have you, ever, have you ever shopped at that upscale grocery, legman's? <laughs> he's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he should, she should have just said, he's my runner. Yes, exactly. That's like something. There's actual, actually an actual right. term for, yes. for this job, not yeah. leg man. But way to duck the question. Ah, uh, what was the question? Who? Oh, who's your most trusted leg man? You are. Thanks. <laughs> Duh. I yeah. like. I who's, like. Who's your leg man? <laughs> um, this line pissed me off, but not for the reason that you think it's going to. Okay, interesting. Raul had defended her virtue fiercely until then. It was a sign of his deep respect for Pablo that he had entrusted her to him and given him his consent. Okay, so the obvious reason is that they're treating a woman like an object. Mm-hmm. What? Why did you hate it? Because when I lost my, my virtue to my college girlfriend, where were my brothers? Oh, that's a good point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where was their consent? There was no consent. Oh, you... you uh, no one tried to stop me. No one tried to protect my virtue. You didn't... Uh, like, they let her deflower me. And and you would have preferred if they like r- busted in and like you know sort of got got out in front of that book club, <laughs> exactly book club. <laughs> you know you were trying to look inside her book club. Oh, sorry. Or she or vice versa. Great, I can't even remember <laughs> my own joke. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, here's another line I liked. Whenever Pablo came back to the hut, and is hut symbolizing is a euphemism for anything? Absolutely, it's a okay. euphemism for book club. Okay. Whenever Pablo came back to the hut, Paloma was happy to see him. Asked no questions and never complained. Do you think that this is a book, like a fantasy novel for straight men? Well, we've. I, I feel like we've. We've. That question has been has come up before, and like I don't think men read I, Danielle Steele books. What? What woman? <laughs> Every woman's going to look at that line and be like, uh, "Shut the yeah. fuck up." I don't know. Happy to see him. Asked no questions and never complained. That's your dog. Exactly. <laughs> You're describing. A canine. Well, that that would be a very exciting twist. <laughs> that was your second best joke ever. And oh, what? That, that was really good. Thanks. Not your best, but that was like it. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm stepping top, it back. Top 140. I, I had two laugh out loud moments from your jokes from you Thank today. You. <clears throat> That's great. Uh, are you keeping a little tally? Like you have one of those tally apps on your phone? Like no, you know, I'm just pressing my finger to my tooth because it's still, it's still freaking vibrating me out. Weirdly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, I, I like this part. Uh, Pablo finished the last of his cigarette as he walked into the clearing where Raul made camp. His tent was military and heavily camouflaged, but no one was ever sure where he slept at night. I know what that's like. You do? Yeah, you know, like, 
every every night like because <laughs> you love camping so much uh yeah that's it <laughs> what were you gonna say i don't know i was like i was trying to make a make a make out like like you know like i jump in a different bed every night go find me uh-huh it, that was I, I like that 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 idea was like so, so unbelievable <laughs> yeah. that you're like i don't even know what you're talking about i don't about. know what you're talking about i like that there was something called hardcore man's world did you see yes. that yes to me that was like I want a department store named that. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure there's a club on Capitol Hill called Hardcore Hardcore Man's Man's World. (laughs) What would they sell at Hardcore Man's World? I don't think they sell anything. I think... think, It's free. No, no. I I think there's, there's like a cover charge at the door. Oh, I I want it to be, okay, I'm going to set up a situation. You go into a mall. Okay. There's a store called Hardcore Man's World. It's a new department store. Interesting. What do they sell there? I have some ideas. Like uh, tools? Yes. Uh, uh, like like work pants, like Carhartts. Car, that's that was the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. All I could think of was Dickies. Is that a thing? Uh, like little straws that have a penis at the end. Sure. Oh no, those are uh, those are uh, penis sippers or pippers. <laughs> what are they called? They have a name. There's a name for this. Great. <laughs> Dick sippers. Dick, yeah. Dickers. Sure. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's the thing I thought they saw there. Okay. Um, like nuts and bolts. That I guess that's tools. Like cashews. No. Oh, 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 no. okay, nuts. Okay, um, just joking. Uh, I think they sell rifles, penthouse magazines. Sure. Obviously. Yes. And like, like... Uh, Specifically penthouse? I don't I guess, know. I guess Playboy, I see, like, isn't going to have It doesn't have a nudity, nudity anymore. anymore. Yeah. Okay. What's the point? So, um, so now everyone, everyone's moving on to penthouse. They're, they're canceling their Playboy subscriptions, which <laughs> everyone has. <laughs> I want to do an improv bit where there's a whole wall of t-shirts at Hardcore Man's World. Of cheap t- t-shirts. Okay? So for this improv bit, you have to like build out a storefront. <laughs> no, it's just all in our minds. Okay, okay. so <laughs> scene painting. I'm painting the scene. We're, yeah. we're in the department store called Hardcore Man's World. There's okay. a line of t-shirts against the wall, cheaply made. What, yeah. What What do the t-shirts say on them? Uh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you feel like a bolt. Mm. Uh, put your dick in the air for Trump. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tools. <laughs> <laughs> Dick sippers. Uh, I, I'm not sure who the, like, what kind of clientele this store is aimed at. Straight, straight dudes. Oh, uh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the theme we're going with so far. <laughs> Nuts. Is that what you said? All right. Let's, um, move, let's move on. I, wait a minute. I, I think I've told this story on the show before, but it, it might have been in our previous incarnation as closed for logging. Uh, that uh, th- this is a T-shirt they would sell at Hardcore Man's World. Um, I was once at the amusement park. I, I heard amusement park, <laughs> I which once, I would love to know more about. I bet there's like a '90s new metal album called Amusement Park. I think Banksy has a has a show called Right. Okay, Amusement um, Park. Well, yeah, what was his thing called? Like Dismaland. Oh, right, right. I, I, all I could think of was Amusement Park, which is also pretty good. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, I saw there was like a, a big like bikerish guy at the uh, getting on a roller coaster uh, at the at the amusement park, and his uh, his t shirt said on the back, um, "I eat pussy like a fat kid eats cupcakes." That's the shirt they sell at Hardcore Man's World. Wow, I am actually speechless for and once. There, yes, and this was like an amusement park with like hundreds of children around. <laughs> wow, none, none of none of whom thankfully asked me to explain the shirt. That's crazy. All right. Wait, where did you see this? At an amusement park. God, I cannot believe it. Like, and I think, I think it was like getting on a kiddie coaster. Oh, that's just disturbing. <laughs> yes. This is the type of thing that doesn't, you don't usually talk about. <laughs> but this is an actual thing that happened. It was an actual <laughs> shirt. Gross. 
I, <clears throat> how about this uh, Captain Obvious line? The business Raul ran was a high-stress operation where millions of dollars were involved on a daily basis, and there was no margin for mistakes. Oh, oh, I wrote down something like that, too. Um, There was this whole part about how, like, they like to keep the product moving and not let it sit around, Mm -hmm. as if there's, like, a business where it's good to let the product sit around. That's funny, right? Right? Well, but I think especially in this case, because I don't want to get busted. Yes, but... Stay on the move. Stay on the move. It's not like if you're in, like, the nuts and bolts business, like, "Ah, I think I'll just let these sit in the warehouse for a couple of years. But, like, that line, like... Who is that line written for, is my question. The line about, it's a high-stress operation... Millions of dollars. Okay, it's drug smuggling is dangerous and lucrative. Who knew? Right. I, I think more, like to a greater extent than any other book we've read, like she thinks her readers have an IQ of negative 12. I mean, this is written for the very, very far reaches of the bell curve. Yeah. Because like, who, who's, who's going to fucking be surprised by this? It's, I was like, are you kidding me? Everyone knows this. It's so dumb. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, did you catch that there was a district called the Macarena District? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and I couldn't help but get the song in my head as I, I saw it. Why isn't the book set in the Macarena District? I don't know. I thought that was so awesome. Um, okay, you didn't mention... How could you not go over this in your summary, Matthew? Sorry. God. Maybe because I fell asleep partway through reading the book. He, um, Pablo goes to Cartagena, I think it is. Yep. No, 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 to Bogota. Oh, I thought he went to Cartagena. Maybe. Whatever. Wherever he is. I mean, to And Cartagena. he goes to a coffee shop. Okay. And the waiter comes over to him and spills coffee on, on the table. Right. And leans over and whispers, now. And then he gets up and whispers, no, and leaves. So... Obviously, he's the undercover FBI agent. Got it. And the waiter was telling him he needs to grab Raul now or something he, like that. He needs that. to grab El Lobo? But, but my, my thinking— <laughs> Hey, can you excuse me when I need to go grab El Lobo? <laughs> my thinking is that we all think right now, oh, he's the undercover CIA agent. But no, it's undercover. He's gay. And they oh, were— sure. Tra- he w- the, the waiter was like, let's go have a tryst at our spot you know, oh, you, at the, the Macarena Club. You thought there were homoerotic overtones in this book? I'm just saying, like... sweaty guys smoking cigars in the jungle? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) There's a lot of that. (laughs) There is so much talk about fucking cigars. I mean, about cigars. About... (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, there's no talk of fucking cigars. (laughs) Again, that would make the book more interesting, or that would make the book interesting. Uh, But they they mentioned, like, the brand of the cigars, and, like, like... he won't smoke cigars with Pablo with Raul in the morning. He'll only smoke cigars with Raul in the evening. Do you think it's because Danielle Steele's writing like a, about the subject that's typically in men's uh, books targeted towards men, like Central, you know, American drug cartel, espionage, FBI type stuff that men read in droves? Like, do you think that the, she's dumbing it down? Oh, for, oh it's uh, like you, you ladies, you, you ladies, you don't understand this, this, you this don't drug understand. kingpin stuff the yeah. way I did. It's, danger, do. it's <laughs> dangerous and lucrative, uh-huh. so let me just, you know, give you some, a primer on it. Yeah, I found it I insulting think, in so many different ways. I think that's exactly what's going on. Oh, God. All oh, right. Should we take it to a break? Let's. I don't, know, I don't know the lyrics about do 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 Macarena. Yeah, that's exactly how that song goes. How does Gangnam Style go? Um, I think I forgot it. It was Gangnam Style, right? Gangnam Style. That's all I remember. Hey, sexy lady. Oh yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. 
Hey, what are what are some other songs from the past? How does La Bamba go? <laughs> How does Achy Breaky Heart go? All right. Again, else? you know, I I uh, I don't sleep very well. I'm I, I'm an insomnia sufferer. Um, I think I have a new idea. Like I'm sure there's an audio book of this book. Like I think six minutes of the audio of, of someone, you know, soporifically saying like they had dealings in Argentina and <laughs> Panama and Venezuela. They sent cocaine to Europe and Africa and North America. I like your voice. <laughs> what good, voice right? is that? I don't know. It just came out and it's kind of scary. Okay, But me. do you know that there really is an audio book for insomniacs? Okay. No, seriously, I'm not. This is not a bit. Okay. What? It's a guy who has been told in his life that he's got an incredibly. What's that word I'm looking for? Soporific. So, no, there's another oh. word. Uh, Somnolent? Uh, not onerous, but uh, something that sounds like that. <laughs> sonorous? Is that right? Yeah, sonorous. Right. Well, but sonorous uh, is like James Earl Jones. Like, okay, no, that's not it. Okay, so yeah, soporific. Um, and. Sophomoric? Soporific. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so, anywho. Uh, it was on NPR or something, I think. And then you, you, he, he's reading from the book, and it's this who knows what the hell he's reading from. But you just listen to it, and his voice seriously puts you to sleep. I, I want to. I, I want us to post a link to this, and I want to try it. Okay, I'll find it for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there, I, as the chooser, the picker. Sorry, uh, there, there are a couple of games I would like us to play, and um, I think I'm going to start with uh, one we've played before, like a version of one we played before called "What's My Line," where it's clear that the whole point of this book is that. Danielle Steele thinks that she would be a great drug kingpin because she knows all about how the business works and wants to tell us at interminable length. Um, what is like something you think you would be good at, even though you have no experience with it whatsoever, but you feel like if you were dropped into the situation, yeah, you could probably hack it as, you know, like lead violinist for the Boston <laughs> Symphony or something. I didn't go that far. I, I tried to keep it somewhat based in reality. Um like I said, April Fool's coordinator, Fortune 500 Human Resources Committee. Oh, like like the party planning committee, but just once a year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, is is April Fool's something that's coordinated? Um, I just feel like I w- would be really good at that job, like okay. f- figuring out how to punk Fortune 500 companies in different creative ways. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're going out to different companies. Yeah, I am. I am uh, a Fortune 500 um, like human resources. Like I control some. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. An, a, an association? Could there be an association with Fortune 500 companies? Absolutely. Let's say there is. Let's, and let's say a, there's a, a morale. Cartel, let's say there's a, mor- so to speak. a morale director. Okay. A, mor- a Fortune 500 so, morale, morale director. director. Okay. So we have a conference every year in Omaha. I think you would be good at this bullshit job that nobody... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm in charge every April Fool's of coordinating pranks. You're hired. All right. Um, I want to be a detective. Um, you know, we've, have we ever read like, like a real true detect, not true detective. Have we read an actual <laughs> like mystery novel for the show? Kind of. I think so. Okay. Maybe. Cause it seems like in a lot of mystery novels, like some of them, you know, it's a cop or a PI, but a lot of them, it's just like an everyday person who stumbles into. Yeah. Like a caterer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. We read the cupcake yep. mystery. Right. Um, Black bottom murder. Black bottom murder. Um, I think I could probably pull that off. I bet you can. You know, like I, I, I read and and like reading seems to be involved in finding clues. Like I I could get a magnifying glass. I could probably dust for prints. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
you know, I can I can deduce things like <laughs> like when you said can you like, deduct them though. I, I, can, I can absolutely <laughs> every time I deduce something, I get to deduct it. <laughs> um, okay, but that's like I actually think you really would be a good. Detective. Oh no, absolutely not. Why? I don't know. You I mean, would be. First of all, it would probably be dangerous, and like. I think, like, if you're an actual detective, you mostly, like, like sit in your car outside people's houses, like, to see if their spouse is fucking around, right? Yeah. Um, I don't have a car, <laughs> so I would have to take the bus. <laughs> like, you know, and it's probably out in the suburbs, because oh that's, like, where all the adultery happens. Matthew, we need to co-write a book called Bus Detective. <laughs> I, I bet there's, yeah, but, like, I, it takes me, like, two hours to get out to, like, Shoreline, where the adultery is happening. And, like, by the time I get there, it is long over. And I, then I have to like dust for like adultery residues. Ew! <laughs> You're right. I would read this book. This book would be a hundred times better than this than than Undercover. Oh man, I can't. Wait, believe... what did you say? Adultery? What residue? Ew! That's my new band. Adultery residue. That's a, that's a pretty good band name. Okay. Uh, uh, other things. Um, lead flavorist. Lead. I can't speak. Lead flavorist for a gourmet jelly bean company. Oh, that sounds like a good job, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, would you? So, like, like we're talking. Uh, do we? Do we not want to say the name of the only gourmet jelly bean company that exists? They're like evil, an evil right, corporation. I, okay. So, you know, they make those ones. Jelly Belly. They're evil. Uh, they they make those uh, like Harry Potter themed ones, yeah, like where, vomit and right, puke. Right. And... Would you be in charge of the bad flavors or only the good flavors? Only the good flavors. Okay. Yeah. Could I, I, I? Could we be? Like hired as like like a pair, and you do the good flavors, and I do the bad flavors. I like, don't like pair. Uh, yeah, you do you do pair, and I do the adultery residue. <laughs> what does adultery residue taste like? I think you can use your imagination. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. Uh, any other? Uh, I was oh. being really ambitious when I said cocktail taster. Your your local bar. Oh, c- cocktail taster. Sure, yeah. Um, oh, then I'm going to say I'm going to say flair bartender. Ah, like uh, you know, I I know how to make a couple of cocktails, but I think, and I also know how to like juggle three balls, like like every like your own or yes, I know how to juggle my own three balls. Uh, you know, <laughs> ladies, ladies, I got a little something extra for you. Come on, come on down. Come on down. Come on, come on down. <laughs> hardcore some, man's world. For, come on down to hardcore man's world. We'll leave some adultery residue. Gross. <laughs> um, what were you, were you even talking about? Oh, ju- oh yeah. So, so I can juggle three balls, uh, which is not an impressive skill, and I can make a couple of cocktails. We combine these things. I am Tom Cruise in cocktail. Do you know that both of us can juggle? Um, <laughs> that is not an amazing coincidence. It is. I don't know. Ask five of your friends if they can juggle. Okay. I don't ever meet anyone who can juggle. Is Have you ever met someone who's impressed by juggling? <laughs> I haven't. Uh, me? Okay. You? And no, it doesn't count. Like, like a, another juggler, you know, they, they kind of have to be impressed just to make themselves feel better. Um, ha- what about gigolos? Have you ever juggled for a gigolo? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. How about have you ever juggled for a juggalo? (laughs) No, (laughs) juggalo is like that creepy like it's uh, fans fans of the insane clown. Right, 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 and they're like violent. Well, they're violent. Jay and Shaggy, too dope. Those are the members of the band. Oh, but no, but aren't juggalos violent? Well, I think I think that's a stereotype. Oh, okay. 
Do you like them? Are you a juggalo? <laughs> Am I a secret juggalo? Yeah. Are you a secret juggalo? Oh, you seem there, you seem to get a little like knee jerk there. Wait, I want there to be like uh, a song like Careless Whisper, but only it's secret juggalo, but it's like, you know, a super earnest like 80s pop uh, ballad mm. called Secret Juggalo. Somebody make that, please. Are you a juggalo leg man? <laughs> I, yes, if, if any juggalos out there need a leg man, I will be your, wait, what, what was, oh, your most trusted leg man. What is, like, what other things could a leg man be? Like someone who's just, like, humping your leg? Like, yes. Like, that's so loyal. That, again, is a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be someone who, who is, like, always gnawing on a chicken leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Or, like, one of those Disneyland turkey legs. What was your other game? My other game, wait, did I come up, I didn't print, I didn't write it down. Did, did you I have any other name for it? careers? No, I didn't no. have any other careers. Your other, your other game was, um, I don't, I didn't write down the name, but it was based on the, the, the different oh. names. Okay, so, oh, guess I'm calling it Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, right. Okay, so, uh, you know, I said the leg man thing was my favorite line. I changed my mind. This is my favorite line from the book. The, uh, if you don't, if you think I'm being too hard on Danielle Steele for treating her readers like idiots... This is a line from Undercover. <clears throat> they called Raul El Lobo the wolf. He was cunning, daring, and quick like a wolf. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I think I deserve the mic drop, the paper mic drop thing there. It's serious. Okay, so here's the game. You come up with a nickname for someone, and then you explain the shit out of it. So the, the one I came up with, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to like, Improv the rest of them, because the one I came up with ahead of time is uh, uh, they called him the owl because he only hunted at night and he had keen eyesight and he could turn his neck around 180 degrees like Like an an owl. owl. (laughs) All right. My turn? Yep. Okay. They called her La Pussy. She was stretchy, playful, and carnivorous. (laughs) Like a pussy. Okay. (laughs) Um. Uh, they called him the Bobcat because his name, his name was Bob and he owned a lot of cats. <laughs> like a Bobcat. Shut up. That was dumb. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't know where it was going when I started. Okay. They called him El Perro, the dog, because he was loyal, intelligent, ate his own poo-poo, and awkwardly humped a stuffed animal. And spoke Spanish. Like a dog. <laughs> Uh, um, I busted my 12-pound schnoodle humping a stuffed animal last week. Wow. What was the stuffed animal? It was a bear. Uh-huh. It's not mine. They called They called him the bear. <laughs> he was he violated was, by a poodle. <laughs> he, was, he was burly, ate a lot of blueberries, <laughs> was had covered with hair from head to toe, and protected his cubs like you wouldn't believe. Like a bear. Like, like a bear. That's my favorite part is like a wolf. Right, To yeah. finish the sentence off. Right, because, well, I mean, I got so far into that, like, I forgot what the nickname was. <laughs> you know, they called him El Lobo, the wolf. He was cunning, daring, and quick, like a... Well, I think Damn it. Maybe she's not writing for people who are dumb. She's writing for people who have ADD. Or, or They've like, literally forgotten the, the beginning of the sentence. They've like, moved like on. anterior grade amnesia? Something like that. Um, is that, that's like when you can't... Anterior grade? Anterior grade. Anterior. I think that's when you can't remember something that just happened. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What were we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. All right. 
Okay, that's pretty much all I got for <laughs> undercover. Um, I feel so much better. Thank you. Uh, about what? My previous poor oh, picks. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We are now. It's now two to one. I'm still leading in shitty picks. Okay, so we'll see what happens next week because um, I think I got a real barn burner here. <laughs> Uh, so I got a, I got a text this morning from my wife who alerted me to the existence of this book. Um, and I'm so happy she did. Uh, this, uh, book for next week is by famous writer, Mitch Album, author of Tuesdays with Maury. And it is his new book, which some are saying it was the book he was born to write. And I bet that's true. It's called the magic strings of Frankie Presto. Okay. And what, what about this book drew you to it? Uh, it's about a guitarist who has magic strings on his guitar that can change people's lives. And, no, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, parts of the book are narrated by the personification of music. Oh, God. <laughs> so, right. I'm really excited about this. All right. Well, I'll pick the next book. I'll Please. Maybe. Um, and where can the good people find us? Uh, the good people can find us at uh, lookinsidethisbookclub.com. I almost forgot our website. Um, and and facebook.com slash lookinsidetvc, which this week stands for Look Inside This Bolivian Cocaine. <laughs> good job. Did you just Thank come you. up with that? Yes, that's why I paused <laughs> awkwardly before it. That was but, a very short pause, though. Thank you. Uh, I'll cut it down in, in post-processing to, uh, to a really short pause. All right, awesome. Uh, and is that, that's everything, right? Please leave a review. Uh, yeah. Give us some stars um, and write us a review. It really helps people find us, and it um, feeds my ego. Yeah, and you can, I mean, this show is global. You, you, don't, you, know, you don't have to be American to listen to this show. You can, you can listen in uh, Bolivia... Mm-hmm. Or or Canada. You can have a fake passport and listen to this show. You can listen in in, in any God, province of Canada. Like, like Stop talking like that. Um, Saskatchewan. You could, you could record that insomnia album. Nova Scotia. Stop it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to Closed for Logging, <laughs> our old podcast.